On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, we conclude our three-part series entitled The Pioneers with a focus on Calgary with the Cardinals and the Expos. Welcome to episode 45 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. This is the finale of our three-part trip down memory lane with a look back at the Pioneer League's days in our province. We started things off with the Lethbridge Expos, who arrived in 1975. Two years later, the league expanded by two teams, adding the Medicine Hat A's and the Calgary Cardinals. Now, the story of the Cardinals is an interesting one. The man behind the effort was Russ Parker, who had been knocking on doors for a few years, trying to gauge interest on bringing affiliated baseball north of the border. He found a few roadblocks in the way, including hesitation from the Pioneer League's other owners and the need to find a willing Major League Baseball participant. Parker's dreams finally came to a reality in late 1976, when the league announced it would be expanding, setting in motion the work needed to open the gates to Foothill Stadium on June 25th, 1977. The Cardinals won that first game in wild fashion, giving up six runs in the top of the third inning, only to score 10 runs of their own in the bottom half en route to an 11-6 win over Idaho Falls. The Cardinals finished the season with a 34-36 and record, good enough for fourth place in the league. They finished a little better in 1978, but the Cardinals unexpectedly left town. The Montreal Expos decided to set up shop in 1979, returning to Alberta after their first stint with Lethbridge in 1975-76, and they'd stay at Foothills for six years. In researching this project, I came to the realization that Parker's middle name should be persistent. Even on family vacations, he was stopping by the offices of MLB teams, trying to get that foot in the door for Calgary to bring in an affiliate. It was a labor of love, and I had the chance to chat with him earlier this week to talk about his efforts and what they mean to him now, all these years later. Russ, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Always happy to talk baseball. Mm-hmm. Let's start off talking about your idea and involvement in trying to bring the Pioneer League to Calgary and to Alberta. From what I understand, this is something that was a long time coming, way before 1975 with uh, with Lethbridge and then 1977 with Calgary and Medicine Hat. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, I, I guess sort of where I was coming from at that time was we had the Alberta Major Baseball League and we worked hard to to promote that league and develop into what we thought was a reasonably good caliber of baseball. And uh, so you try and put on a good show uh, there in that league and uh, attract some fans. And you know what? It, was, it just wasn't happening. It just was people realized that it was you know, three Calgary teams at that time in the league and that it was more house league, I guess, probably is how people were were viewing it. And uh, so personally, I just thought, you know, there's got to be another caliber of baseball out there that perhaps Calgary could be, become part of. So, yeah, during that time was when I started exploring what else was available and certainly the Pioneer League geographically made made some sense to uh, us up here, not not so much to the other members of the Pioneer League, because it was all in Montana and Idaho. And uh, I think they viewed going up that far up into Canada maybe was a little too far out of reach, but 
anyhow, that's sort of how it began. From that standpoint, then, what were some of the the stumbling blocks, or did you face any as you were trying to uh, make your way and convince some teams that hey, these are some viable markets north of the border? Yeah, well, I think the part of it, of course, is having an affiliation because our near league was made up of you know at that time all all the teams there, so it's six six at that time, and they all had major league affiliations. So the league might have been interested in adding some more franchises, but first of all, they had to convince the major league organizations that the Pioneer League was a good league for their player development uh, clubs. And uh, so that was sort of all big part of it. Yes, thanks for coming. And uh, we think Calgary is a beautiful city and all of that, you know, it would be nice to be up there uh, eventually. Uh, they weren't ever saying no, but, uh, you know, they said you have to see which major league clubs you know, are interested in coming. And if they are, then we'll obviously look at sites and Calgary would certainly be one of those and as would Medicine Hat. Do you remember the moment where you went, this is actually going to become a reality, like this actually seems like something that uh, is feasible? You know, to be honest with you, Joe, at one time I was thought it's not going to happen. You know, you make those trips down there. And yeah, you watch some baseball games and visit south of the border and nothing wrong with going there of course but uh yeah it, i i was really had my doubts that it was ever going to happen and you know lo and behold a major league organization uh a couple of them i mean ralph nellis who was the league president at that time and i always felt ralph was definitely on my on my side of trying to get get us into the league so he, you know, he was always making contacts with other clubs, you know, because he was pretty proud of the Pioneer League and he wanted it to be the, the best at that level. So he was he was reaching out and anyway, so lo and behold, uh, St. Louis called and said that yeah, we're we're interested in putting a team in that league. When you got that call and and the Cardinals were finally on board, talk about the process leading up to that opening day in 1977. How uh, tough was it? Walk us through those processes. Well, first of all, you know, we we had a ballpark up there called Foothills Park. It really wasn't much of a park. You know, it had no box seats, uh, basically bleacher-type seating. And, you know, the, the dressing room facilities were... Not great, uh, small press box, God knows it. But anyway, so obviously the next step then was to meet with the city and try and work out a deal to lease that park. And if we could make certain improvements, which we had identified as what would be necessary. So, you know, the city was it was good, pretty good at that time. We had, you know, obviously working out a lease so that we had the concession and other things. So. Quite a bit uh, had to be done to satisfy both the the major league club and and the Pioneer League, you know, because they, you know, they had to do a um, a redo it, what we call it, on the lights, take, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, anyway, make sure that the lighting in the park was, you know, was satisfactory. Mm -hmm. So we had some upgrades there that were necessary to add some lights and we bought some old uh, box seats. When I say box seats, seats with uh, chairs and armrests from the crowl. <laughs> right. well, the, the crowl was doing an upgrade on their seating, so 
we were able to make a deal to get some of those seats that they didn't feel they were required anymore, and we had them installed at the ballpark, which gave us sort of an elite section of the, the old Foothills Park, but, but something I thought was very necessary for people to come to get them to come to the ballpark and be comfortable while they were there. So that was all all part of it, I guess, for sure. Mm-hmm. When you look back on that uh, June 25th, 1977, and do you remember standing in front of that crowd for opening day and, and finally seeing your dreams come to a reality finally? Oh, yes, I, I do remember it uh, very well. And, uh, yeah, for sure. It was, I felt pretty proud that we had uh, had a team now in back in professional baseball league and, you know, that we were outfitted in the St. Louis Cardinal uniforms and the whole scene was, was pretty impressive, uh, certainly at that time. And we had a packed house. I mean, it was a gorgeous day. So we had, I don't know, something like around 3,000 people that night jammed into that park. And uh, halfway through the game, we got one of our cold fronts that moved in. So the last last inning <laughs> wasn't very pleasant. But So I remember that in that opening night. But no, it was a good start. It was, it was, it was, uh, it felt pretty good for sure. When you look back on that 77-78 connection with the Cardinals, what sticks out most for you? Well, uh, you know, we had some players, you know, Johnny Lewis was our field manager and some of the Cardinals, uh, St. Louis Cardinal brass that would come in uh, to do uh, coaching with the young players. And that was, uh, that was, that was pretty, I was pretty impressed with, with that, just being around the, those kind of baseball people. And of course, when we had lots of skilled players out there and watching them do their workouts, uh, you know, it was uh, pretty impressive for sure. And uh, I think it was looked like it was be the best caliber of baseball that, that we'd ever had. I mean, certainly it was well above the, the Alberta Major Baseball League that we were trying to promote all those years. Then you end up with the Expos in 1979, and, and they stick around for about six years there. What led to that change? And talk us through, you know, having to deal with a, a change of affiliation. Were there any issues that you had to, to deal with uh, leading up to 1979? No, there really wasn't. Uh, what happened is, you know, major league clubs will relocate certain franchises if there's sometimes it's a a center that's closer to uh, some of their other minor league teams that they they'd like to con- sort of condense their their, their minor league system. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, St. Louis, uh, I can't remember where they moved the team to. It had two summer league teams, and they may have just decided to go with one. Now I can't quite recall that, but anyhow, they you know they informed us early that, that they were going to relocate relocate and so then it was up to the Pioneer League and myself to find another affiliation and it didn't take long because St. Louis or uh, St. Louis, Montreal had indicated in the past that they they wouldn't mind getting a, putting a team in in Calgary and I had met uh, many of the Montreal uh, organizational people uh, quite some time ago and had a very good relationship with a person for example Jim Fanning and uh, so they they didn't hesitate. When Calgary was available, uh, uh, they were eager to come. 
Mm-hmm. And even when I was reading through it, I mean, you, the, having that connection with Lethbridge, for example, back in 75, 76, really uh, probably opened up a few doors and made them willing and able to come back and, and have that Canadian connection as well. What do you remember most about the Pioneer League days in Calgary? What really stands out for you over that, you know, about a decade or so that they were uh, that they were in town before you moved on and decided to uh, bring the PCL to town? Yeah. Well, overall, I mean, it was, it was a good experience. I mean, we had a, a fairly consistent fan base, and it was good enough. And some nights you put on a promotion, you know, a full full house. So, no, it was good. Uh, it was a well-run league, for example. I mean, a bus league, which the minor leagues is any minor league uh, in baseball outside of AAA, you know, use the bus as a means of transportation for getting to around the in the league for scheduled games. So, so it was, uh, it was a well-run league in that regard. Uh, you know, always, you know, they always have some schedule issues, but, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty easy for really on our part to, to do the league. The league was, I would say was well-run. It was us to, to promote and get people out to the ballpark and, and see some really exciting baseball. I mean, at that level of baseball, you see a lot of, more errors than you would certainly at AAA, but you know, the players at that time played hard because they were pretty excited that they were now playing professional baseball, and, and they were pretty impressed with starting their baseball careers off in a major league, uh, major league size city like Calgary. So, they, uh, I know the players, they were they were pretty pretty impressed with everything when they when they got here. Speaking of those players, any that really stick out, whether it be a personality side or an athletic side that really impressed you the most? Well, there were several. I mean, Big Jim Gott was uh, was our pitcher there the first year with the Cardinals, and he went on, had a major league career, career actually pitched in Montreal, and uh, he had a great arm, but he, Jim Gott was very capable of loading the bases on, on or giving up a walk on four straight pitches and then striking out the next batter on three. I mean, he he was all over the place uh, with his control. But I always remember him because he knew that he had a special arm and brought us with, with with a little help with the coach, with coaching and uh, pitching coaching that he was going to have a a very good and long career, which he did. And we had Andres Galarraga, who of course. Uh, put up some tremendous numbers uh, with the Expos. Uh, when we had him, he was 17 years old. He was one of the youngest players signed, and uh, so we watched his career. He was he was a big-time hitter. Couldn't couldn't hit the curveball when he was in Calgary, but when he did connect, uh, there were massive home runs, and so the, you could see there was great potential there. And they, He was a project for sure, but there he one of those players that went on and had a great career that started in Calgary. Mm-hmm. And especially Galarag is a great example, but I assume you had others who, I mean, this is their first stop in pro baseball. And so there's uh, some who have not only, you know, going away from home for the first time, but even in a new country, for example, talk about some of those challenges and having to uh, try to uh, mold these young men even beyond the ballpark and having to uh, introduce them to, you know, things like the English language, for example. Right. Oh, yeah, no. We had them staying, the, the Cardinals, uh, initially at the university there, which worked out well. There was dorms available, but and, and there was a cafeteria there. So certainly for all the, the Latin players that could, 
couldn't really speak any English, you know, they could go, at least go through the cafeteria line and point to what they wanted to eat. We <laughs> 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 remember that. So uh, there was that for sure, you know, the language issues and uh, and players, yeah, from all over. I mean, I, we'd get a couple of kids from Hawaii on that team, of course, and Latin America and, and some high uh, kids that came in that were, uh, you know, all American high school players. So it was, it was quite a mix. And uh, what I give, you know, obviously St. Louis people, uh, you know, they had specific rules that the players had to had to abide by and uh, on and off the field. So it, 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 we really we didn't have too many issues at all in, you know, dealing with the players individually. 1984 was the last year for the Expos and the Pioneer League in Calgary because in 1985 you guys brought the Cannons to town. Were there any ill feelings from the Expos surrounding that decision? No, no. I mean, Montreal had no problem with it at all. I mean, they they said all along that Calgary, Calgary is really too big a city, too much of a major market for uh, for that caliber of ball. And so, no, they were, they were very supportive. Anything we can do to help... Uh, we would do, and they, uh, you know, they had another place for their uh, their uh, development of their young players, uh, so that wasn't an issue. But no, I mean that was, you know, that that all happened so fast that uh, was very fortunate that Montreal were were very uh, supportive. Final question for you, Russ. When you look back on the days of the Pioneer League and, and just in this province in general and some of the excitement that you saw not only in Calgary but in Medicine Hat and Lethbridge as well, what really sticks out to you? What are you most proud of from those years here in Alberta? Well, you know, I think it was very competitive and obviously you, you wanted to win. And you know, in our case, uh, on the Canadian side here, I mean, we took great joy in you know being the best team on the and the Canadian side, uh, for sure. But I no, I think the my recollection of the league clearly was that it was the wonderful times. I mean, we uh, I ran into kept in touch with a lot of the Pioneer League people for many years after that. Some came up to Calgary to see some games. You know, it was close enough to play baseball. So uh, we had a, a very good relationship. And leaving the exiting from the Pioneer League. Uh, was not an issue at all. They were the entire league understood the situation, and basically it was all the best. And I know you'll do well, sort of thing. And so, but I uh, looking back at those years, it was a big uh, step forward for us, uh, and paved the way basically for uh, the next level of baseball. And we were very fortunate that we were part of the of the baseball family. Uh, and uh, so that really helped too. You know, we we were established a team in Calgary, and Calgary was certainly a AAA market, and uh, the people were very anxious to to see Calgary succeed. And I know a lot of people look back on the Cannons years with great fondness, but that's probably a story for another day. Loved sharing your stories when it came to the Pioneer League, Russ. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Oh, my pleasure, Joe. For more on the story of the Calgary Cardinals, you can head to albertadugoutstories.com. We want to thank Russ for joining us on the podcast, and big thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. If you enjoy the podcast, don't forget to leave us a rating and review as those actions help us spread the word. We also hope you've enjoyed the special look back at the days of the Pioneer League in Alberta. 
Like I said to Russ, this may open a door for us to do more on baseball's past, whether it be the Alberta Major Baseball League, the Pacific Coast League, or any others. If you'd love to hear more about a specific era, drop us a line on any of our social media platforms, or you can email us, albertadugoutstories at gmail.com. Until next time, thanks again for all of your support of Alberta Dugout Stories.